1: Welcome
0: to Cherry's
1: World My name is LaShonda Wallace and I am an autism advocate My son Johnny has autism, autism does not have him
2: Coming up next, we will be speaking to an autism advocate by the name of Lashonda Wallace. Lashonda Wallace is the founder of Lashonda Wallace, Inc. She is also known as Johnny's mom. Miss Lashonda Wallace is out here advocating for children with autism and helping parents gain all the knowledge and answering a lot of the questions that your doctor might forget to answer. So please give a warm welcome to Miss Lashonda Wallace.
3: This is Cherry's World. Hey, if you want to continue to support Cherry's World, Cherry's World podcast, shop Urban Intellectuals. Shop Urban Intellectuals under Cherry J75. It helps keeps this podcast up for the magic word free. So if you're a supporter of Cherry Johnson and the Cherry World podcast, shop Urban Intellectuals shop urbanintellectuals.com slash aff slash cherry j75 that's urbanintellectuals.com slash aff cherry j75 question are you tired of unsanitary work facilities like restrooms break rooms Maybe even sitting at your desk with your allergies flaring up because the dust all around you is so thick you can write your name in it. Well, look no more. The answers to all your needs is here. We here at Special Care Janitorial have been servicing the Dallas Metroplex for over 11 years with a list of satisfied clients, small family owned businesses and large corporations. We stand on giving the type cleaning your mother would approve of if you're seeking the cleaning With care, visit our website today at www.specialcarejanitorial.com or reach out to one of our consultants at 469-772-0164. And always remember, you're special because we care.
2: Welcome to Cherry's World. Our next guest is here. Hello,
1: Ms. hello. How are you? I'm fine. I'm so excited to finally be able to talk to you. I've been looking forward to this day, Miss Wallace,
2: A.K.A. Johnny's mama. Can you yeah. give us a little backstory and let our listeners know how you became an autism advocate?
1: So, my son Johnny, he's 13 years old now. And he was diagnosed with autism when he was four years old. And at the time, I knew nothing about it. They threw a word at me, and I knew nothing about it. And so I started reading tons of books. What I realized is that, okay, the books were helpful, but my son would show me what he needed. So I just followed his lead. And so my reason for becoming an advocate is because when my son was in school, he was discriminated against and treated very badly. So I decided to pull him out of school and homeschool him, and I turned it into a business. I was like, you know, I'm sure there are other parents out here that have had these struggles and that will need this help, and so I'm going to turn it into a business to be able to help other parents like myself, because I knew how I felt when I didn't have anyone to turn to someone that knew a lot about it, and so I decided to create the business.
2: That's beautiful. And when you say treated badly, can you be specific? Was he treated badly by his peers or by his teachers?
1: You know, Cherry, I got to be honest with you. The children were never a worry as far as bullying or laughing at Johnny or anything. It was the administrators, believe it or not, the administrators, oh. teachers, principals, each teacher, all of them down the I, line, the I, entire IEP believe-
2: I believe it, and that's why I wanted to ask you specifically, I don't think that teachers are trained. First of all, teachers are not given sensitivity training.
4: No, they are not.
2: Unless they're special ed teachers, they are not trained to even identify learning disabilities, much Mm -hmm. less any other type of disabilities.
1: Absolutely. I was told by the principal that they only had a requirement for them to have 40 hours of training. I was like, are you kidding me? she was like only 40 hours i said there is no way that they can learn everything that they need to know about autism specifically in 40 hours
2: no that's disheartening if you could implement something into the public school system specifically for children with autism what would that be
1: i would have a quiet room is what they call them in every school every school in every state around the country because Depending on where you live at, if you live in a smaller town like myself, they will not have the funding or they will say they don't have the funding to create the classroom for the children specifically. And it's a classroom where you will take them in so they'll be able to calm down because a lot of them struggle with hearing a lot of noise. It kind of, it gets them um, overly excited. And so you have to take them to this quiet room to calm them down. And my, I fought to try to get that same class created for my son. And I was told, no, I was told, no, we don't have the empty classroom. We won't be able to get funding for it. Superintendent said no. I mean, I was given all kinds of no. So I would definitely um, encourage uh, them to have classrooms like that for those children in every school system, in every state, because they will definitely need it. No,
2: I'm sorry. That sounds like a crock to me, because in every school, there's always a room somewhere that's not being used at that time.
1: That's how I knew that I was being just disregarded. Like, we, it, was, it was almost like a slap in the face, Jerry, like, you know, we don't care about your kid. Like, they were very clear without even using words that we are, we don't care. We're not going to fight for your children. You can continue to fight against us, but we're not creating this classroom. And the funny thing about it is, uh, years later, I ran into one of his teachers at, while we were on the playground. And she was like, I know you look familiar. This is Johnny. He's so big now. I was like, yeah, she was like, you know, LaShonda, I was this terror professional, which is a teacher assigned to him to be with him all day long. Lunchroom, everywhere. She's with him all day long. He, he's never left alone. And so she was like, I went to them and asked them to create a classroom myself right after you did for him. And I was told no. And uh-huh. so I got, I got wind of it that. Years later, they finally created a class for this one student, and I was able to uh, get that information because I was in a parenting group with that same mother, and I was like, you know, I fought to try to get Johnny that same class. She was like, the only thing that I had to do was go in there and ask one time. I was like, interesting.
2: Wow, and and can I ask, what was the race of the lady who went and asked one time?
1: Oh, she was Caucasian.
2: hmm that's what I thought. I hate to point yep. that out, but I just had to ask. Now, that's what drove you to homeschool, Johnny, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how
2: how did you see everything just change through homeschooling?
1: Okay, so the funny thing about it is, they would always say, "Oh, we can't get Johnny to sit still. We can't get Johnny to do a paper for longer than a few minutes. We can't. We don't have his attention at all." As soon as I pull him pulled him out of school, I set up a place in the house for him with the desk. I was able to get my son to be still and pay attention until we were finished. Now, he did he, he does still have some flapping around that he does because on top of autism, he also has ADHD, so it's to be expected that he'll never sit completely still, but I get what I need from him, and they were saying, oh, we can't get him to do that, and I'm like, well, as soon as I brought him home and started doing it myself, I was able to get him and his attention. And so they were like, well, maybe because he's in the privacy of his own home, you know, trying to disregard it, or maybe because he's in the privacy of his own, own home as to why you're able to get his attention. I'm like, that there is no truth to that, because my son would rather be able to socially interact with the children and be in the classroom with his peers rather than be in homeschool by himself.
2: Absolutely. Well, I, I have a four-year-old, and, you know, I homeschool, and she don't hold still either. And. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I got um I got two young boys um four and six, yeah four and six um I don't know I grew up in the 80s so mm-hmm. and all these labels and stuff now autism is different but all these labels and stuff wasn't just around back then I, I just I don't know any boy four year old six five that can sit still I haven't met one so I just I just, I just, my I guess, my question is, why, why is it so quick to 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 label label everybody now? Like, why can't we just, why can't we just be kids and we just be adults and, and instead of just looking because you know thing happened to my son, they, we got to mm-hmm. see if something's wrong. Like, why? Because he can't. Why, why? Because he's been sitting in a chair all day. And that's, I guess, that's mm-hmm. something I kind of agree with, Doctor Umar Johnson. I mean, me and him had a couple battles, but I that's that's mm-hmm. the one. I do agree with him on like so quick to, especially black kids they're so quick mm-hmm. to, to us. like the kids just like the white kids like I don't get that
1: absolutely they I mean I kind of feel like um there's always a target on the back for our children specifically our boys um because you can put him uh right next to a, a Caucasian child and they will label label him and say, "Oh, well, he just had a bad day. That's why he can't sit still." But then it'll be giving Johnny all of these different labels as to why he can't sit still, or it must be something his mom's doing at home. Or, I mean, I, I have been I have been dragged through the mud, my name and everything, um, by speaking my voice because I never sat in those meetings, and I, I'm just not going to sit here and be quiet. And I had to I had to have an advocate show me how to be an advocate. She would speak on my behalf, and I have sat there and I refuse to sign IEPs. So, yes, I absolutely believe that they are quicker to label our children.
2: It's disgusting. So, do you feel like you've watched Johnny be discriminated against because of autism?
1: Absolutely. And my reason for saying that is because um, the very last IEP meeting that I had for Johnny in the the K through first grade school, there's too many children over here, so they have to break them up in, in schools by uh, grade, K K through first, and then second and third grade, they go to one school, and then third, uh, fourth, fourth and fifth grade, another school, so on, so on, so forth. And so the very last meeting for the first grade school, the principal from the second grade school sat in that meeting, and he was able to witness all of the back and forth. It was pretty much bickering. We never really got along there. I mean, I've never been in an IEP meeting that we didn't bicker up until now. Um, His last IEP IEP meeting with Epic, his new school. And so
4: um, I kind of felt
1: like they were talking amongst each other before I came because when it was time for him to go to the second grade school, as soon as I walked around the corner to greet the teacher, she was uh, across the hall talking to another teacher And as soon as I got around the corner, the both of them stopped talking. So I knew that they were warning, like, oh, here comes Johnny's mama. She's she's hot. I like that, though. I I know.
2: I like that because Johnny's mama is going to be Johnny's biggest advocate ever in life.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was not going to hush. So, I mean, say what you want, but this is my kid. And she was able to choose. Sherry, listen to me. Choose if she wanted Johnny to sit in her class. Now, mind you, he was already assigned to a desk in her class. I met with her days before teacher parent conference and she was like, oh, this is Johnny's desk. It's going to sit here. Johnny didn't sit one day in that classroom. How do you choose
2: the child that you are going to teach?
1: Didn't want to deal with me. And I wasn't just this mean mama, you know, raising my my voice for no reason. You were mistreating my kids. No, are saying so- he has quote-unquote behavioral problems. And see, that's the thing that gets me, Sherry. They say behavioral problems when he has autistic traits. Call them what they are.
2: Oh, man. And can you th- can you tell people behavior. who do not know or who have never spent time with children who um, have autism, what are autism traits? What are some of the traits?
1: Okay, so the very first time uh, that I noticed him not making eye contact and at a very young age, he stopped babbling. Like babies are supposed to babble um, up until a certain age. And Johnny, I just remember Johnny never babbling. And for me, I thought he was just a quiet baby. I didn't think nothing of it. He was my first child. I knew nothing about being a mom. So I overlooked it. So eye contact, making no eye contact is a very big one. Um, Some of them may lose their speech or some of them will never speak at all. You know, some parents never hear mom or dad. Um, what's another one? Rocking back and forth. I noticed that. You'll sit on the floor and rock back and forth and not say anything. Head banging. Head banging was a big one for us. We thought we were gonna have to put him in a helmet, but he stopped doing it at a certain age he stopped doing it. Um, what's another one? Hand flapping, hand flapping, fidgeting, not being able to sit the fingers. It was just like the fingers just go all day long. They're always in motion. Spinning, Johnny's spinning around in circles in circles, walking on his tippy toes. That's another one. Oh, so many of them, Jerry. But those are like the target ones, like, wow. that I noticed.
2: I was gonna say I've heard the rocking back and forth is like a self-soothing.
1: Uh huh. Like yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It's sensory. Calming. It's all sensory related. It calms him. Mm-hmm.
2: Have you noticed that his autism can be controlled by his food intake at all?
1: Absolutely. I've done the research about changing his diet and taking certain things out while adding certain things in. And they were really specific about the red color dye. Yes. That color red um, that's in food and you know it's in so many different things. Now, the flip side to that is children with autism also will restrict their diet. My son eats a combination of about six meals in rotation all the time. I just go
2: to that's awesome, but he has a good appetite, and he's growing like crazy. Yes,
1: you see how tall he is. <laughs> yes,
2: so he is healthy, and I have to say, not only is he growing like crazy, but he is so intelligent, he's doing really well in math. Math seems to be like one of his favorite subjects. It has to be because he's doing so well
1: yeah, he Johnny, you know what, Johnny's learning something new every day. he's teaching me. I'm, I'm, the te- I'm the student. He's the teacher. <laughs> I love it.
2: And that's a misconception with people. You know, they think, oh, well, my child has autism. So school, oh, no, no, no. As a teacher, I can tell you that one of my favorite students has a photographic memory and he has yeah.
1: autism. Yeah, most of them do. Johnny will come in and like, okay, he, he loves movies. And he memorizes all of the names, the whole cast. Like he came in here the other day and was telling me about home alone. And he named the entire cast first and last name, the real names, not the characters, the real names. I said, you know what? This is a misconception. This is the thing that people don't understand is that they are very smart, but you just don't give them a chance. Because you're so quick to label the bad behavior or whatever you want to call it, which is not a bad behavior. It's a trait. Um, right. but they're, they're very intelligent.
2: Very like he thinks in pictures. The big picture in his head. Right. I is I'm amazed. Like I love the fact that you are really open and that you share your own story with the world on Instagram and you post all of mm-hmm. his all of his certificates and things like that. We're cheering with Johnny. What's and your I, name? Oh yeah, can you give everybody your Instagram?
1: Yes, my Instagram is but I have two. The business Instagram is incorporated, I-N-C dot Lashonda Wallace, And then I also have my private Instagram, and it's at Shonda Denise 29
2: And can you tell, if there's a parent out there whose child has been newly diagnosed with autism, you don't know where to turn, please reach out to this woman. She's so knowledgeable, and she will really help you. Tell them how to find you.
1: You can find me on my website and it's www.LashondaWallaceInc, that's in com. You can scroll down and it has a contact us button where you can push it and it'll send you straight to my email or you can call me. My contact number is also listed on the website, so you can call me. I check my emails every single day and I will get back to you.
2: And she's personable and, and full of knowledge. Courtney,
3: do you have anything else for her? Um, I do, but I mean, it'll, it'll just be forever. I, I have a, my one of my best friends. His son is, mm-hmm. is autistic and uh, he he spends so much uh, time with him. I guess my question is, I guess, well, I guess maybe you'll find a question in what I'm about to ask or what, what I'm about to say. So me and him were mm-hmm. talking about, cause he's married as well. And uh, he was saying, it's kind of fucked, messed up how, the situation is uh, financially, so he was actually thinking. I mean, we're all middle class people. We're not rich. We're not poor, but we're not rich mm-hmm. either. So he was saying, "Damn, it might be better if me and my wife just, you know, separate because then she would get, you know, me because then she mm-hmm. would get the benefits because the because they're married, they're too rich to get the benefits, but they're not. I mean, they're not poor enough to, you know, to to." to
1: Absolutely. You know
3: what I, mean? I know so, exactly. so, I mean, how do you feel about that? Because we talked, me and Cherry spoke with someone with, um, with HIV.
4: Well,
3: I, someone
4: I feel
1: like that was. I feel like this is, this is the thing. Um, I have had so many conversations with couples that have gotten divorces and broken up just because they, one, they, as sad as it may sound, they can't deal with their child's autism.
4: Damn. So, wow. so
1: they, they divorce, and it's a bu- That's how a bunch of the moms end up, you know, divorced single parents because the husbands like, I can't deal. And then, hey, flip it around. Sometimes the moms leave and leave the children with the husbands. Um, medically, yes, it is astronomical. Um, these therapies will break the bank. I am grateful to have insurance where my son is covered. We don't pay anything out of pocket oh, okay. for the couple struggle. I ugh, I feel so bad for the couple that struggle. I would definitely look into trying to get a secondary in, insurance. Like, try anyway. Keep trying.
3: Okay, well, I got to take this part out. I want to explain this part to you. So, uh, when I, I used to live in Kansas City, so he actually lived on the Kansas side. Our our job was actually on the Kansas side, but it, the Kansas City, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri are like 10 minutes apart. So, mm-hmm. if he lived in Missouri, the benefits would be free. But because he lives in Kansas, which is only 10 minutes apart, 10, 20 minutes apart, he has to pay. And it's all the same insurance.
1: Wow. So it's one wow. Of those
3: situations. Yeah, it's That's
1: cool. absolutely horrendous. I'm That's like, true. well, he, maybe he should go and move 10 minutes over. You know, it, it's a shame the decisions that you have to make to try yeah. to get the help. And I, was, I actually, I was looking at a, um, a documentary about autism and the amount of money that we have to spend on these children until they're 18. And a lot of them, they say 18, but a lot of them can't even move out and function on their own at 18. They're in the house forever. Um, and it was up there. The number, I can't think about it at the top of my head at this moment. I have to go back and look. But it, I'm like, you know what? I'm not surprised. And for people like me, I have very little money. Um, I am not rich at all. Um, yeah, those therapies can really break the bank. I would definitely tell them to consider finding some kind of secondary insurance to cover at least if they won't cover all of it, at least some of it, because those therapies can cost mm-hmm. up to five and $600 an hour, yes. depending on which therapist, how much they charge, because they're individually charging their own prices anyway. And so, yes, absolutely.
3: One um, One more question. <clears throat> Uh, what do you feel about the medication that they have? Because he told me that he doesn't really he, he he does he stays away from the medication that they have. He he's he's really uh, a step on dad. He he spends so much time with.
1: Them. Well, you, um, I think it depends on the parent. Now, I will say we started with medication. My son was about five when I started. You know, with no no knowledge of what the medicine would do. I, we I, I took him off i no longer agree with it for my son because it was uh it started letting my son grow female breasts you know oh, it started to oh. grow though and the teacher one day the teacher told me it was hard for her to wake him up from his nap she said she was standing over him for must have been five to ten minutes shaking shaking him and he would not wake up until finally he just woke up so i was like you know what I'm not doing this any longer. So I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the holistic side anyway, in every way, Um, changing my lifestyle, eating better, uh, stepping it up with meditation and exercise. And I've introduced my son to meditation and exercise as well. I don't agree with medicine for the, these children. Now, it's, like I said, it's up to the parent to make that decision. But for me, I definitely wouldn't go that route just based on, the side effects and everything that's in those medicines, and how some of the children um, have to depend on them for the rest of their lives, they can't yeah. function without that. Yeah.
2: Wow, I'm blown away, because the very system that claims that they're here to help you seems to do a lot more harm, a lot of the times, than
1: help. I agree. You already know how
2: I feel about this whole. We didn't. We didn't have the whole conversation. <laughs> long. Listen, we were oh. in that inbox. Yes, ah. I'm trying not to incriminate. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, oh, yeah. I didn't know about about the the breast and stuff on the baby, and, and the teacher
1: couldn't. Win. Yes, staring. Like,
2: oh, I'm so mad.
1: The teacher couldn't absolutely. Listen, and let me tell you this, Sherry. the only reason I found out about it, not because I read the pamphlet, because one day I was looking at it on C-SPAN and they were finally talking about autism. And they had the whole CDC in there and they were fighting against each other and all of those things. And it just happened to go across the screen and my son was taking that very medicine, which I cannot recall at the top of my head right now. I erased it out of my memory. I didn't even want to remember. It's on a piece of paper somewhere, though. Um, but, yeah, that was that was the only reason. Other than that, I would have been unaware. But I was like, you know what? He's This chest is going a little too fast for me. So I would have been, like, you know, light on inside of my head to pay attention. Anyway, like, no, something's not right. And then it didn't even, I got to tell you, for me, it didn't even make a difference because he was walking around zombie-like. I'm like, how is he supposed to learn if he's sitting in school zombie-like? Right. You know, I, I just,
2: what is the one thing that you wish people would know or stop saying about children and adults with autism
1: you know what I wish that they would would stop saying that it's some kind of crazy mental disorder I have heard people say that they're just crazy they just need a like you need to whoop them um oh absolutely please stop saying that these children did not ask for this for the ones that do struggle with it, like my son's more high functioning, so we don't have a lot of the uh, struggles that we had when he first got diagnosed. But please stop saying that. Yeah, Most can of I, them can were diagnosed
4: pretty
3: early. Huh? Yes. Because, because I, I I didn't hear about autism until recently. Was it around in in the eighties, seventies, and stuff like that? Well,
1: I um, actually, I was watching a documentary with Dr. Temple Grandin. She's an autistic doctor. And um, she has autism herself, and she's a doctor now. Oh. It's actually been around since about the 50s or the 60s. But the trouble with that, around then, they would throw them into, in, into in, 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 mm, mental health centers because they don't want to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put them in the insane
2: asylums.
1: Yeah, they put them there and just leave them. Wow.
2: Yeah. Autism has been around forever, but it's staggering the amount of Uh cases that we have now. Where it used to be like one in a thousand. Now it's like, what is it? Like one in 30 or something? One one, one in 36.
1: One in 36. Wow. One in 36. And then I I read where it said, I think one in five boys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Boys have more. So,
3: because you know we all black, so I, I mean I, I grew up around that kind of thinking. Yeah, that that boy just mm-hmm. need his ass kicked, and mm-hmm. so I'm just wondering about like a lot of a lot of kids. You know, I just wondering about those kids that just got their ass kicked for, uh, and maybe they were autis- uh, autistic or, or whatever. But I'm just wondering, like, how, how did those kids turn out? I'm just wondering about that.
1: You know what they're probably somewhere just existing in the world, not even knowing what goes on around them. A lot of them are really bright. they can grow up and live alone, they have families, they get jobs, they learn how to drive cars, just like everyone else
2: yes, you know what that's one thing i I want you to say, like yes, Johnny has autism, but autism does not define who he is,
4: yeah.
1: Yeah, I always say, I have a saying where I say Johnny has autism. Autism doesn't have him.
2: Welcome to Cherry's World.
3: Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at Podcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard.
2: (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to tell us before you go?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. To the newly diagnosed, you know, um, I'm open to advocating for all children and parents that come to me, but especially the newly diagnosed, they they definitely need the most help because. They are completely lost. I know I was lost. I was lost. So, move the diagnosed, please. That's a a lot. tell
2: tell them again how to find you.
1: My website is www.LashondaWallaceInc.com. Scroll down. You can hit the contact list for the email, and it'll bring you straight to the email. Or you can call me. The phone number's sitting there, too. The phone number is sitting there. A lot of people wouldn't do
2: that. Thank you so much, Ms. Wallace, for joining us. This, I am. I'm, I need a nap. Like I'm mentally exhausted just thinking about the teachers at his old school because I really want to go up there.
4: <laughs>
1: Listen, it it, it it would do you no good. Now, the, the same people still work there with other children, um, which is I fear. I fear for those children because I'm almost positive and nothing has changed.
2: Miss Wallace, I'd love to have you come back another time and let's talk about homeschool if you're open.
1: Absolutely. I will come back as many times as as you allow me to speak, honey. This Thank is a, I'm very passionate about this.
2: Thank you so much. Call this home. If you got something to tell us, call us up and let us know about it.
3: Nice meeting you.
1: I will. Too. Nice meeting you too. Thank you so
2: much. Thank you. Uh, bye bye. Bye bye.
3: This is Cherry's
4: World.
2: Well, you can hear how all the- you say nice me, and then you like
3: nice me is that sexy voice Courtney. Uh, stop it, stop it, stop. It. <laughs> hey, but you know, you I told you this personally that um you do a great job, you know, interviewing people. Like real talk, you do a real great job. Like
2: Thank you so much, but you keep me on track.
3: Well, you know what? Um man, that was that that was just cause I had these discussions and I'm just be i'd be on the fence on all this stuff because i i was a boy and i remember just being bad i mean and i know i don't want to confuse all, all the but when she said adhd i had a girl um at uh at work when i was like 27 she's like yeah you special you you didn't, you didn't get that checked on when you was a kid, <laughs> you know, and I was wow. just trying to make her laugh, you know what I mean? But it, it, it was just like, it just made me think about, like, boys, just the, the testosterone, the stuff that we do is just, when I hear people just so quick to label, it's just, I, I just always wonder about that.
2: Courtney, you know what's crazy is you were sitting there talking to her. I literally moved like seven times. While you guys were talking, like, I picked up the thing, I I sat back, I sat back up, and I noticed, I said, oh, God, Courtney's sitting up all straight, you know, he ain't moved. And then she said, rocking back and forth, I found myself, like, I was like, wait a minute.
3: (laughs) See, see, that's like, like, I don't even know if you noticed this, I don't know if you want to air this part, but like, like, when we recorded last week, and we were like face to face, and like, my son, my, my oldest son, that's one of the things they said about him, he's like, real shy at around other people now at home he's a stone cold fool but like if he meets people he's shy he's just real shy he doesn't make eye contact and i'm like where the heck, where does he get that from but then i notice even with myself like i haven't made eye contact with you yet like i'm it's like i'm just not ready to do that yet it's just something that i have like i guess we all just grow into like you know and and I'm just,
2: shy too. I don't talk to strangers. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, when I go out, I am not the person who enters the room and says, hi, my name is Cherry Johnson. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm like, you know, when people come up to me, I talk back because I don't want to be rude. Yeah. But I'm not like, you know, gung-ho. Then, hey, world. See me? I'm kind of an introvert.
3: And then like my, my my youngest son, he's the exact opposite. He'll, if he met you, he'll just start talking about something. But if you ask him a question, instead of him just saying he doesn't know the answer, he would probably just make up a story or something, <laughs> or just make up something. Now he's four years old. He's not like your four-year-old, but
2: I love that. Oh, my but, four-year-old's crazy. You know, she will so, enter a room and be like, "I've arrived,"
3: <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's I just not
4: know where she gets that from.
3: And so I, I just, I just look at like these kids are so different, and it's like I just feel like sometimes people are just lazy. And instead of them just trying to sit, do their job, like how you just work with your daughter, you know what I mean? Instead of them just doing their job, they're like, oh, this kid is uh this or this kid is that. So maybe yes. we send him to here or send her to there or, you know, instead of just doing your job. That's what I, that's what I hear when I when I hear people labeling stuff. That's what I hear.
4: Like,
2: yes. I and let me put this out there. My daughter does not have autism. I just choose to homeschool her because she's very advanced.
4: Yeah. Um,
2: she literally came out talking. One of the nurses in the hospital will tell you, because she looked at me and said, did you just hear that? She said, mama, while they were weighing her one night and they wow. went to do her ear test. And she was probably three days old. I had to stay in the hospital for a while because I had a lot of issues. Right. But my daughter's just, she was reading by the time she was um, 16 months. So she's just not. The average child. So that's why I choose to homeschool because I feel like if I put her right now in a pre-kindergarten class is what she would go to by her age.
3: Well, make her Um, dumb. Well,
2: one or two things would happen. Either they would completely dumb her down, Mm -hmm. or they would kick her out of class because she would try to be the teacher. Yeah. You know, she's four, but she's in second grade, and I'll tell you the truth, but I won't tell her. She's four weeks more work. And then she's completed with what they told her she needs to be completed with with second grade, because I am not comfortable moving her to third grade by the because she's still going to be four. I don't want a four year old in third grade. So I have bought extra books like she's doing, and she, she hasn't even figured it out yet, but she's doing a whole different curriculum in math and she's got a whole new language arts that she's going to be doing. And so it's kind of like her starting over (laughs) just because I'm not ready for her to be finished. I'm going to try to make second grade last a whole year. If I can.
3: That's dope. That's dope, man. That's good.
2: I I don't know if it's going to work though. You know, you buy these kids like, like her math book which is the same math curriculum that everybody in our state is using
3: yeah
2: you finished in a month
3: yeah i mean i mean that's what happens when you have just one-on-one you know you can yes that's that's one of the benefits so
2: yes and we only do school for you know everybody's like oh my god you must just have her doing school all day we do school for an hour and 20 minutes every day that's it yeah,
3: yeah. i believe it. i mean because you that's one-on-one yeah that's that's good, man. I, I wish, I wish, wish hell, I, I wish I could do that.
2: <laughs> I wish all parents had the liberty to homeschool because I think that, you know, we would see a huge difference in the education and not to, oh, yeah. especially black children. Because unfortunately, like my daughter, do- now that's one thing that she is not learning like everybody else. ABCmouse.com killed us because they started talking about slavery. My daughter came to me and I think she was like two or three. When she was doing it, she came to me and said, mom, am I going to be a slave? Oh, uh, One of the things they start embedding in our kids' heads is their only history is slavery. Yeah. And they're less than. And it's a play on their self-esteem. So That's her true. history, until she's probably going to be in about fourth or fifth grade. Now, she does know about slavery because I had to have that whole conversation with her. Yeah. And she does know about President Lincoln and a lot of presidents. But she is not taught American yeah. history. She has taught Black history,
4: right.
2: which people don't say is American. It is American history, but like her history book is called Our History, His Story, and is My Blessed Heritage. And that's what we're working off right now. Um, we have those Black um, history flashcards. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is by the Urban Intelligence, and the yeah. other one is ABC and Me. That right now will be her history, at least until she's about six or seven, she won't learn anything else. That way they can't play on her self-esteem. By the time she gets in the real world, she's going to know exactly who she is and her foundation and how powerful her people really are.
3: That's good. And we all need to know that.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Especially if we teach our, imagine the difference of every black person in this country would be, if that's the history they got before we got his story.
3: Hmm. Yeah
2: our self-esteem would just be so much different.
3: You're right. Because I mean, that's, that's exactly how they teach us that we started as slaves. And, yeah. it, and it makes me wonder like think about that Kanye West song about diamonds. Like, is that the reason why we are so, you know, like we love chains so much and jewelry, like not, not jewelry, but I'm talking about like the big chains is almost makes you wonder. Cause I was watching um the Milwaukee, yes. I was watching the Milwaukee Bucks game. Right. And, um, Aaron Rodgers, you know he's rich. You know who that is, right? He's a yeah. quarterback, right? a quarterback <laughs> for the Green Bay Packers, and um, and then then they show Gucci Man, and you know Gucci got Gucci got some dollars, and so um, now both of them are rich. i don't, maybe Aaron might have, one, I don't know, but <laughs> Gucci is sitting there with a big, I'm assuming it's platinum chain on around his neck. I mean, it's huge. Aaron has got a you know a hoodie. And, uh, you know, a baseball cap on. I mean, they're the same. They're the same people. And I just wonder, like, is that, is that is that, like, instilled in us that we need to have that around our neck? I don't know. It just makes me wonder.
2: Let me tell you, because a lot of black people see material as success. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an aunt who everything is about, you know, what purse do you have? What bag do you have? What That, to her, is success. I went home. And I'm from a small town in Pittsburgh called Duquesne. Yeah. And I was sitting on the porch and these teenagers, I was, a, I was a young adult at the time, walked up and I guess they called themselves punking me. You know, the first thing that came out their mouth was, what, you took all your jewelry home to come home? You was scared to hit the hood with your jewelry <laughs> on? And I looked up and I said, what the fuck is you talking about? I wear a pair of earrings and the same ring every single day regardless of where I go or and I had my my earrings on and you know my ring on then but materialistic things does not define success and black people are so lost diamonds have no value the only value they have are the value that white people have put on them right think about it Africa is rich in diamonds Diamonds is a pressured rock, period, right? Right.
4: right?
2: Africans are suffering. Well, not all of Africa, but seriously suffering and have no money. But they're being robbed by white men who are bringing diamonds over here to the United States, putting a false price tag on them, and people are losing their minds and their lives, Yep. Over this rock because other people have told them that it's a precious stone. Now, you want to know how precious it is? Take that very diamond that you have on your finger and try to resell it and see what you get for
4: it. <laughs> <All
2: right>. How <laughs> much success is that? Yeah. You get more luck. Driving. You know if you drive a car off the lot, right? right? You don't get no money for it. Same thing with a diamond. Yep.
3: That is true.
4: Ridiculous.
3: That's true. That is true. Yeah, I just I remember looking at it. Like, maybe last night it was just wow. Like they're both rich, but one <laughs> one looks like an average guy. The other one, I mean.
2: But are they really rich? Like, do, does does Gucci have what they say he has?
4: Ah. Probably
2: not. Sorry, mm. Gucci. Look at Dr. Dre. Look at P. Diddy. Yeah, they're not walking around with all that jewelry on.
3: Not anymore. It seemed like as they got richer,
2: Dre <laughs> never did.
3: Yeah, that's oh, all yeah,
2: yeah. Puffy was flashy with his, you know, Louis Vuitton shirts and stuff. But if you listen and you learn about their history, they were wearing that same exact they had like three Louis Vuitton shirts and they were on rotation. Hmm. And they wore the same ones in different cities. And when they didn't have the one on this, because it had it was stinking. It had to go and get clean.
3: Hey, that's crazy about the West Coast rappers. You just made me think, I mean, this might be off subject, but there's like no flashy West Coast rapper. I can't, I mean, if there is one, I mean, I guess the game might be the closest one, but that's crazy. Like NWA, they made their whole (laughs) claim to fame wearing uh, LA Raiders caps.
2: Right? Swap meet clothes, apparently, because they owned million dollar homes they were into real estate. The West coast rappers are taught about money. You mm-hmm. know, either you're wearing it or you're keeping it in your pocket. If you hit those guys up, they don't, you know, it's so funny that you say this because they don't have a wad of money in their pocket. Yeah. That's what poor guys do. Yeah. You have $10,000, you got 9,500 in your pocket. And the other one just, the other money's just there to keep your bank account open. The West Coast rappers, they got a piece of plastic most of the time, and maybe a twenty.
3: Yeah, because they're but,
2: taught about money.
3: Yeah, and they, and I mean they, they walk around with Chuck Taylors and and Levi's, whereas the East Coast rappers, I mean anything name brand, that's what they do. And yeah, Maybe but, even the guys in the South too, but
2: and yeah. a lot of them are renting apartments, unfortunately. That's crazy. Now, I don't know, some of them dudes from the South though, what I can tell you is yes, they are a little flashy, Mm -hmm. but because of the standard of living in the South and the cost of living, they do own their homes. Oh yeah. Which is nice to see. Those guys in Texas and Houston, they got money. Atlanta too. Atlanta, too. Yeah, they spend money. They own their properties. So that's, you know, if if you got your ducks in order, then yes, it makes sense. But if you ain't got your ducks in order,
4: yeah.
2: I'm sorry. I just can't walk around with, you know, diamonds and platinum and stuff all on me. That's just not who I am. What? My I- ring, I have a beautiful ring.
4: Yeah.
2: And it was a gift. And uh, lately, I'm wearing a pair of earrings my baby gave me. My daughter gave me for Mother's Day. Oh.
3: Well, I mean, like for me, like you know, I'm not. I need to get better, but I'm not personally on social media, um, like like most people are. And I, I'm tell you this: what, what what happened was, one time I was on there, I was f- fake flossing, I guess, and, <laughs> and, and and someone dear to me called me up and asked me for a nice amount of money, and I was like. I ain't got it. he's like, no, 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 no. I really need it. And I said, okay, uh, well, I'll take this part out. I, I said, I called my wife and I was like, look, this, we might need to go in the 401k or something like this. It's a situation. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't need it like that. I need cash and I'm going to give it back to you in three days more, but I need it now. No, nah. no. I ain't got it, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And he was so upset. And he just couldn't understand. Like, like I would do anything for that guy because he would do anything for me. But I mean, I'm glad, I guess turn looking back, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't, <laughs> you know, get myself involved in that. But, you know, but that's what fake flossing to do because you never know when someone might, you know, really check you on that. Like, you know, like, okay, you say you got it. So like, What's up?
2: <laughs> you know what I be mean? on my Instagram uh, fake flossing, and people ask me for money in my inbox every single day. See, I, every deal day, with that, I say no.
3: See, I couldn't deal with that.
2: You know, you just reminded me. It's so funny. You said uh, fake And So there's this porn star, right? A porn star? In, yeah, porn star. Okay, you
3: got my intention. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a man. Oh, okay. Did I lose it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: but there's a porn star in my inbox who actually asked me for money and I've never met him. And I told him no. And he was pissed off at me that I would not give him this money. And he was going to give me the money back in a couple of days. He needed to go and do this, uh, porn <coughs> shoot, and then he would have the money and he would pay me back. Long story short, the porn shoot got, I guess, canceled. And, he didn't get the money and I started laughing. I said, see, that's why I didn't give you any money. Because if I would have, shoot, got canceled today, you couldn't have paid me back anyway.
3: Where hey, where is he from?
2: Um, San Fernando Valley in California.
3: You know what? <laughs> when I was out the same time I met Julisa, I met um somebody at a club and it was a girl and she just, you know, we was we were set up straight because of the record label that we were with. And we were set up straight and so I had never had this conversation with anybody before. She said, "Hey, I need seventeen thousand dollars. Like I'm talking about the same <laughs> night. The same night." And I was like, 17000 dollars? Like I don't got like, like, nah, I don't got it. No, 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 look." So after I said no, okay, put me in touch with your people. We need. I need to get the seventeen thousand dollars tonight. Like we just met, so I started getting nervous. You know, I'm from Chicago, so I'm looking around like. You know, is this like, you know, what's going on, you know, this is LA, so I don't know, you know, and so I'm thinking like this must be a setup, you know what I mean? Cause the way she's talking and stuff. And I'm like, how how do you walk up to somebody and just ask for that kind of money? Like $17 I can get, but anything over that, I'm like, how do you just walk up to a stranger and ask for that kind of money? I never forget that. And she was with a a, a company. I forget the name of the company, but she was like, yeah, we need some, and I and I didn't even see what. What we does need,
2: she need the money for?
3: I mean, she lost my attention after that, but I just couldn't, I just didn't understand. Like, how do you? I just understand how people can ask, but I guess you know, closed mouths don't get fed. But I mean, there's a lot of people that will walk up to you and ask for that kind of money. Maybe I should have been doing that kind of stuff, but.
2: Oh, speaking of, did you see this guy who met this woman online? He dated her, I guess, for like one week online and married her, and then G'd her, scammed her out of eighty thousand dollars?
3: Did Damn. you
2: see that?
3: How you man, that's crazy.
2: I don't know, but I definitely don't meet the right people and I'm definitely living wrong. Like Antoine Taron and I have been looking for an investor for a film for five years and we have yet to find somebody to invest in us. And, and we're talking about paperwork, contracts, you know, trying to do it right. And this dude dates somebody for a week. come on, whoever is gonna let me scam them out of 80 grand That's crazy. in in a week from you know, you want to marry me, holler at me in my inbox with something like that rather than <laughs> these fetish dudes. It's like, what color are your toenails today? I would suck your feet so good. That's the kind of stuff I get in my inbox.
3: And <laughs> hey, we're going to do a segment one day, just Cherry's Inbox, and just read off a lot of that shit.
2: Oh my God, we should totally do it. Do you, do you want me to start right now?
3: I, I mean, that's up to you. <laughs> I can make a drop for it, Cherry's Inbox, and just re- read
1: Welcome to Cherry's
2: World.